the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. And on Ronald Reagan's birthday, happy birthday, Ronald Reagan, and my beautiful wife, Squirrel, which is pretty sure, I'm, I think that's why I went all in. I figured, how bad could it be? You realize it was like negotiating with Tip O'Neill at times. However, happy birthday. In the meantime, what we have is we're going to tie some stories together here. Why do you think it's always about the fracking spending? Why do you think the first thing this idiot did, one of his 94 executive orders within 80 days, 94 executive orders in 80 days, and the first one, let's break the border. We need to meet the moment with the urgency it demands. Biden has promised to put the country on a track to net zero emissions by 2050 in line with most developed nations. Right here. Right here with your net zero, you con artist. Immigration will also be at the center of the new president's policy shift. Biden signed an executive order to halt the construction of the U.S.-Mexico border wall and a memo directing the Department of Homeland Security to preserve the DACA program, which protects migrants who came to the country as children. See, Squirrel, this is why they don't teach their kids how to read or think or reason. This is the benefit of CPS where the teachers or the kids can't enunciate the word ask or read. And our community is here with the hope to see change and to share the hope and feel that change finally is going to come. Um, and, well, this and- is the change. Do you like it? Do you like the cartels taking over like it was Guadalajara? By the way, nice beating on that woman walking down the street. And hope is what we all have at this point after four painful years we have gone through. Other orders were. You know why she says that? Because she's an illegal alien. And those four years she's referring to are the lowest, the lowest border crossings in history. You know, the Trump years. Also signed the end of a travel ban from 13 Muslim majority countries, the revocation of a permit for a controversial transcontinental pipeline project, and the extension of a federal freeze on evictions. More made. More money, more money, more money, and a federal freeze on evictions. Well, lucky for you, we can think, and I can find news that ties everything together, because this should be on the front page of everything. Good morning, everyone. My name is Damian Williams, and I'm the U.S. Attorney here in the Southern District of New York. Today, I'm announcing the largest single-day bribery takedown in the history of the Justice Department. We have brought bribery and extortion charges against 70 current and former employees of the New York City Housing Authority. New York City Housing Authority. 70 employees on the take, crooked as Grand Avenue. Low-life scumbag Democrats, bureaucrats, 
who were all on the take like it was the Soviet fracking union. Not one mention of it on mainstream media outside of New York, little little specific news outlets. As known as NYCHA. As we allege, the 70 defendants charged today allegedly demanded over $2 million in bribe money from contractors in exchange for giving out over $13 million of work on NYCHA buildings. And if the contractors didn't pay up, the defendants wouldn't give them the work. That's why they are constantly increasing the spending. That's why you got everything from the frickin' monorail to HUD and Section 8 housing and cards for illegal aliens. They're raking it in because it's a kickback scheme. That's classic pay-to-play. And this culture of corruption at NYCHA ends today. Yeah, the sure corruption you've alleged infected every quarter of this city. As the charges show, superintendents accepting and extorting bribes with contractors have become business as usual, occurring in almost 100 NYCHA buildings across all five boroughs. Do you know why? Because that's how business is done. That's why when they have these spending bills and they put $1.8 billion for NGOs, non-government organizations, it's a kickback scheme. That's why when they give it to the IRC, who have been running an underground railroad for illegal aliens for at least the beginning of the Obama years. You know, the, 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 the first two terms of what we're witnessing now. You don't really think it's this idiot, do you? You don't really think that Joe Biden is doing anything. I mean, after all, he cannot even speak. Now, all indications are this bill won't even move forward to the Senate floor. Why? A simple reason. Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump thinks it's bad for him politically. Therefore, he doesn't even know it helps the country. He's not for it. By the way, Squirrel, as he's reading this, the teleprompter, which is bigger than your television screen, is two inches from his face. And it goes downhill from here, believe me. There is some movement, and I don't want to, I don't want to, well, maybe choose my words. There's some movement, there's been a response from the... Uh... Couldn't be a greeter at Walmart. Can't get out. How are you? What would you like? Aisle 7. Can't get the fracking job. But among Democrats who like money laundering schemes, he's perfect. That's why in all these five boroughs in New York, every one of these step and fetch Democrats, they're going to pull the lever because they need more free rent and kickbacks. That's nearly a third of all NYCHA buildings. Now, NYCHA is the largest public housing authority in the country, and it receives over $1.5 billion dollars and federal funding every year. It's home to one in 17 New Yorkers. But instead of acting in the interest... By the way, when you see in Chicago that moron with the Marvin the Martian hairdo gets his hair done at a comedy club, I believe some of you call him mayor. He looks like a real big Lori Lightfoot. When you see him asking for federal money, that's because he wants to bail out his crooked Democrat apparatchiks as well. So NYCHA residents, the city of New York, or taxpayers... The seven defendants charged today allegedly used their jobs at NYCHA to line their own pockets. Really? Well, these are just the ones you caught. 
I'd really like to see what's going on. Let's let's do lifestyles of the rich and aimless and go to their predecessors and the predecessors before it because you've been getting away with this scam for a hundred years, haven't you? And in the meantime, we're going to pretend you're just here to fix the problems. For much too long, as you all know, the immigration system has been broken. Yeah, since the day you stole the office, you crooked bastard. And to listen to this speech he gave today, I'll tell you what, crack open your 120 life. So Republicans have to decide, who do they serve? Donald Trump and the American people. Are they here to solve problems? Who do you serve? Is it, is it those, those communists in China? You know, the ones that are making a fortune. You know, the ones that bribed you, bribed you through your crack-smoking, degenerate, whoremonger, sister-in-law-banging son. Low-life roach that he is, and you are. Or is it the oligarchs in Ukraine? Because I couldn't help but notice. I don't know if you saw him today, boys and girls, but he was very excited about all of his Ukrainian ties and all of the stuff he has going on. I'm wearing my Ukraine tie, my Ukraine pin, which I've been wearing because they're, they're in dire straits right now defending themselves against a Russian onslaught. Yeah, but you've been getting kickbacks since you were vice president, you know, on your on your set phone, the one that the Secret Service had no idea about. But brutal conquest. The clock is ticking. Every- Boy, I, I don't know what's going to happen with that thing, but I sure in the hell hope that the Azov Nazis get their ass kicked like my Uncle Mikey was resurrected. In the meantime, back to our own border. Or just weaponize those problems for political purposes. I know my answer. I serve the American people. I'm here to solve problems. Just Name one. Name one, stupid, that you solved. And then, can you do this? Can you tell me, why are your socks wet? Can you follow the trail? Months ago, the Republicans were asking for this exact bill to deal with the border, to provide support for Ukraine and Israel. And now, and now it's here, and they're saying, never mind, never mind. Folks, we've got to move past this toxic politics. It's time to stop playing games with the world, waiting and watching. And- so then resign. Resign. Because you, you're, you're probably not going to be where you should be, in an infirmary, in a prison, because you're a traitor to your country. And by the way, the world is waiting. The world is watching. They are waiting and watching what we're going to do. We can't let, we can't continue to let petty partisan politics get in the way of our responsibility. You know what the world must be saying? Can you imagine this feeble moron that everybody knew is a crook on the take, that everybody knows lives in mansion like he was Barack Obama, all on seaside estates, never had a fracking job or ever a policy that worked as promised, not one a great nation it's not acting like a great nation yeah we haven't been since we allowed you to steal the most important office in the world and now all you've done with your apparatchiks is lie through your fracking dentures which i'm pretty sure are screwed into your skull and so we're just on a roll here we've created almost 15 million brand new jobs just in three years more than any really wrong really that's not really the case though you know in the actual world there's a myriad of estimates out there but big tech is taking the knife out to jobs big time and you're seeing that this morning let's start with the details on DocuSign there of course this comes after the company is looking to cut costs after reports to try to sell itself apparently those efforts have stalled that is according to people familiar with the matter as a result DocuSign going to cut about six percent of its 
Six percent. That seems like a lot. Workforce. And like you mentioned, Manis, I mean, this is. Oh, did you know? Did you ever hear about Anchor Brewing? You know, I haven't had a drink in a couple decades, Squirrel. But this this company is in the West Coast. And from what I understand, been in business for 100 years called Anchor Brewing. Do you ever hear of it, Squirrel? Don't worry. You don't have to. Aigner Brewing Company announced today it will close after more than a century in San Francisco. The company says it can't keep operating in the current economic environment. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Aren't you all Democrats? The idiot with the, with the teeth, the phony teeth screwed into his skull and that dead man's hair sewn into his head. The feeble fascist fraud. Enemies, foreign and domestic, have owned him for 50 years. He's telling me everything's good. And you want to know what else is funny? Even the dimwit, the affirmative action fraud. What's her name? KJP with her sideshow Bob Herdo. She doesn't know how to answer it anymore either. I'm, I'm going to ask you about layoffs. Um, so UPS is cutting 12,000 jobs. Wayfair is cutting 13% of their workforce. Macy's, Amazon, Google, Citibank, Blackstone, they're all announced layoffs. The president talks about how he's added back all the jobs lost in the pandemic and created 5.4 million jobs. By the way, the reporter said 5.4 million. They keep saying 14 million. Ah, details, details, details. Lucky for them, Democrats can't read. Uh, what's the level of concern that 2024 will be that wave of layoffs that we're going to start to see? So, look, I, I'm certainly not going to speak to uh, every... What's the job market in Ukraine? Because we're paying all of them. We're paying their pensions. We're doing their housing kickback schemes like they were one of the boroughs in New York City. Have you had enough of these Democrat rats or are you thirsty for more? Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM five sixty. The answer. AM five sixty. The answer. Simple was at sixty three billion for the Azov Nazis posing as a country. Peter, you broke a lot of this years ago uh, about the Biden family influence peddling. And you've got new information this morning, uh, breaking news on a cell phone that Joe Biden was using. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. What is the line of communications between Hunter Biden and his business partners and Joe Biden when he's vice president of the United States? It's not the government phone. It's not Joe Biden's personal phone. We know from the laptop that Hunter Biden's business paid for a private phone line that Joe Biden used while he was vice president. It was from AT&T. It was $300 a month. It was a global phone where you could access somebody anywhere around the world. Uh, we and shared that he was arranging number. kickbacks to the Ukrainian overlords. There was a Secret Service standing right there. Secret Service. I only hope it's the same one who now has to change his diaper. I hope he gets a real squishy one for your crooked ass, too, because he's surrounded by traitors. Yeah, you are, low life. We need help. Why won't they give me the help all the time? And now they're starting about the, about the border. It's out of control. You made it out of control. According to plans, uh, Kim, Northwest Indiana. So... They always, the Democrats always talk about how we have a broken immigration system, but yet they never tell us how it's broken. And so I'd like to know how it's broken. And I'd also like to know how allowing 8 million people enter a country illegally is fixing it. It doesn't make well, any sense. First of all, they've been doing this since I was a kid. Back then it was, we have, we have 12 million people. It's always been 12, 13. Do we really know what the number is, Kim? Because the reality is it could be 30. 
And we have no idea because they found a way to legitimize the illegal alien by allowing them to register their kids in school. The babies they have are citizens. The welfare that they get goes unaccounted for. It's like the housing in New York. Nobody knows how much money's in there. All we know is they just need more. Who knew that they were doing $1.6 in New York housing and we caught a third of them on the take? I mean, how much more evidence do we need? Why do you think these bills are always about money, money, money? And where's that lead? Inflation. We have the best economy in the world. Inflation is coming down. There's still too expensive, too much expense. Stupid son of a gun. In the meantime, explain why more and more Americans like Kim, like Don, like Craig, like Phyllis, who are working their ass off, are drowning and wallowing in feudal nomics. The New York Federal Reserve just released a report today saying that Americans have $1.13 trillion in credit card debt, which is now another record. Um, is there an affordability crisis? So, look, um, what we have been seeing, as you know from the data, the data has been very clear here, uh, that wages are going up, uh, consumers are spending a lot more, uh, and it's important. Uh, wages are meeting inflation. Uh, that's important. All lies, because what they understand is how they destroyed our once great city and all the great cities. Once you need them and are on welfare or need your taxes lowered or need assistance, you become a useful slave. Ideological subversion is the slow process which we call either ideological subversion or active measures or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community and their country. It's a great brainwashing process which goes very slow. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. This is the minimum number of years which requires to educate one generation of students exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism... This is what we have here. Because whether people articulate it or not, they instinctively are demoralized. I mean, after all, you've got a crook with dementia posing as the president. As everything around you is losing value, including your home, you're drowning in futility and you're being told by all of the outlets, everything's great. So this way you think it's just you. And that's how you ideologically subvert the American pride and principles. And in the meantime, the Leviathan, the bureaucracy finds new ways to constantly surveil and monitor you. Here's manhands, Janet Yellen. The only one that's happy she has a job is her husband, who I hope had three hookers at the house today. Has Treasury, including FinCEN or federal banking agencies like the Fed, FDIC, OCC, instructed financial institutions to search Americans' legal transactions in attempts to surveil their purchases? Well, we received a letter from you, I believe, I just have to stop it right there, Squirrel. Doesn't she sound feminine? Like a lady, like a wonderful princess, like Mary Poppins. Doesn't she sound nice? On this topic, and we intend to investigate fully and to respond. Have you instructed soon? banks have and financial institutions to provide this information? Well, FinCEN's job is to work with financial institutions to make sure are they instructing they, them 
financial institution to search Americans' legal transactions in attempts to surveil their purchases. I, I promise a thorough look into everything. Well, this is really heard. concerning. And I- Listen here, mister. I don't want your frecking promise, man hands. My government is not to surveil me or any other law-abiding citizen. But this all gets smuggled in, in the dark of night. And then the Republicans come out. This isn't a good bill. Why aren't the Republicans, aside from this wonderful congresswoman, why aren't they screaming and defund that son of a gun tonight? Morons, more money. You need less money for everything. Where's the Speaker of the House? This Sunday, uh, the Senate was supposed to release a uh, supplemental funding bill that we've been waiting on for a couple of months now. And it was supposed to have a border security uh, set of provisions in it. That is not what we got. We got a supplemental funding proposal with immigration provisions. It's not a... I'll tell you what, I think Janet Yellen could kick his ass. Sounds like it to me. Border security bill. It doesn't do uh, anything of the sort. In fact, in our view, after a careful, thoughtful review of this, we believe that if those provisions were to make law, it might actually make the situation worse. Too bad you just passed a continuing resolution to fund all of these scallywags, huh, dummy? Boy, you got me fooled. In the meantime, I'd be far more comfortable with Janet Yellen next to me at a urinal than you. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. That's my guy, right? You know, Squirrel, it's tragically sad. Toby Keith, everybody loved him. I don't know anybody that didn't love him. But this is, it's why you have to reject these bulldung lies from these political swindlers. Here's a guy, what was he? He's only 62, wasn't he? 62, the top five richest country music entertainers alive in history. Top five richest. Dead. At 62. All the money in the world couldn't save him. Because the reality is, tomorrow is promised to nobody. And this idea that these political swindlers that obtained their wealth from lying to us, lying to our face, passing these massive bills where the kickback schemes are just like the housing in New York boroughs. Same freaking thing. And you're going to wait for the allowment. I, I, I think I'll wait. We'll wait we got to get good politicians, which are the other ones. Get the hell out of here, you rat bastards, you lying, thieving rats. So I'm calling on Congress to pass this bill. Get it to my desk immediately. Here's what the American people are calling on you political whores. Enforce the frickin' laws right now. Tonight, enforce the laws. You rat Democrats have been nullifying immigration laws. Now look at you, because you needed it, because you're stealing the money. In every frackin' bureaucracy you have, from your street department to your housing, all of it, one giant theft. Good morning, everyone. My name is Damian Williams, and I'm the U.S. Attorney here in the Southern District of New York. Today, I'm announcing the largest single-day bribery takedown in the history of the Justice Department. We have brought bribery and extortion charges against 70 current and former employees of the New York City Housing Authority. I want every nickel these rat bastards ever had. Every nickel, I want it back. Otherwise known as NYCHA. As we allege, the 70 defendants charged... See, but it won't be that way. You know why, Squirrel? Democrat judges. Oh, yes, indeed. In fact, 
80% of these scallywags will be walking around laughing like those illegal aliens. Ah, Matt in Gray's Lake. Sean, how have you been? Good, good. First and foremost, you know, it, just, it was just announced two weeks ago that we have the largest government in the history of the world. Yep. And we We're have what that Caesar dreamt reason. of. Caesar wet himself it's, too, it's, but he just knew it. That's the difference. Go ahead. It's, it's, it's all about new ways to steal money from the taxpayers. That being said, I know you know this, but I don't know if all of your, re- your listeners know uh, just how long the Democrat Party has been uh, traitors to our country. But a long time ago, number one, my dad busted a bunch of Democrat appointees in the Pentagon for handing secrets right to Mossad, and it was swept under the rug. That was under one Jimmy Carter. Great, yeah. great book about it called The Armageddon Network. But moreover, when I was running banks back in the 90s, in probably 97, 98, Bill Clinton administration, we had treasury guys come and sit down with us, a, a forced meeting, if you will. They said, we're coming and you're meeting with us. And, and it was all about doing Sharia lending. They demanded that we start doing mortgage lending under now, Sharia law. I know way why. Back in the late 90s. I know why that's different and important, but the listeners don't. Because in Sharia law, they don't like interest, do they? They don't like women that can read, not. and they don't like interest, right? We had to give them free loans. We could, yes. we could put a little bit of a little bit of uh, fees in there, but we had to give them free loans. Can we you imagine? We threw them out of our offices. I threw guys with guns out of my office in South Carolina. Yeah, welcome to the club, please. You kidding me? I've been fighting guys yes. with guns since I was thirteen. In the meantime, this yeah, is this is this scam. Down. You want to talk about political clout? You have the the testicles to walk into a bank and tell them what they have to do. That's how you realize. Our banking system is now and has been for decades nationalized. That's why the greatest thing to ever happen, our economic collapses, and that idiot, George W. Bush, who wanted to get his daughter's jobs more than he wanted to abide by financial principles. Scumbag. Yeah, that's a sickening, aggravating story. Thank you very much. Squirrel, 120 Life, stat! Uh, Craig and Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Hey, Sean. Yeah. Come on, this uh, isn't hard. I say hi, Craig. You go, baby. Go. Stop wasting time. Okay, I'm ready to go. Listen, I'm getting sick and disgusted. I'm a, I listen like, I'm, well, there's these guys that you got the radio on. They're listening to some uh, uh, leftist stuff on the radio. But here's the thing. But then I heard some clips in the ring. Every time these people on the left, newscasters, this, that, you know, you, no matter what it is, oh, the border's fine, it's tight. Uh, Biden's doing a great job. Then you hear the same people. They talk about a border like 15 minutes later, half hour, you hear another one. Oh, the border's a disaster. So, I mean, Trump did this. Trump's got the border all screwed up. And I mean, this is all because of Trump. Trump did everything. I can't even take it. You got to put together a clip, a thing where. I don't have to do anything. Thanks for deleting. Here's how the Trump immunity ruling was laid out by some child, some bust out who walks around like he's accomplished and doesn't want to pay his student loans. You know, a Democrat. Only this one has a job as a reporter. I want you to listen to this. And in none of these, none of this reporting will be exactly what Trump and his legal team are asking for. At the time they are charging him, not with an insurrection, as they're charging him with some sort of interference, he was the sitting president. The sitting president was not inciting an insurrection against his own government. You see, it was 15 days, nearly three weeks later, that the country was dumb enough 
to allow this traitor and thief, this asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, some call president, to officially be sworn in at the time of January 6th, which wasn't any more violent than a Friday night party in Melrose circa 1984. In the meantime, he was the president. That's why the immunity issue is even being brought up. But listen to this child who doesn't want to pay his student loans. You know, a Biden voter. Von Hilliard, I understand you have new reaction from the Trump camp. What is it? Yeah, I just want to read the statement that was just sent to me here by Trump campaign spokesman. Quote, if immunity is not granted to a president, every future president who leaves office will be immediately indicted by the opposing party without complete immunity. Immunity. Well, well, listen, child, you, you, you fracking more. I'd like to ear slap the taste out of this punk's mouth. Well, he was president. He's not asking for immunity after your dimwit and diapers stole the office and you started to rake it in. By the way, could anybody look at what media advertising to these these so-called mainstream media, what it's done since Joe Biden took the office? I got a sneaky suspicion. Suspicion. You know what that is, squirrel? I smell corruption. Oh, I do. And I think it's gone up 30%. I mean, after all, big farmers got to pretend they didn't poison people, right? A president of the United States would not be able to properly function. Deranged Jack Smith's prosecution of President Trump for his presidential official acts is unconstitutional under the doctrine of presidential immunity and the separation of powers. Prosecuting a president for official acts violates the Constitution and threatens the bedrock of our republic. President Trump respectfully disagrees with the D.C. Circuit's decision and will appeal it in order to safeguard the presidency and the Constitution. Again, that is the new statement just sent a minute ago by the Trump campaign. Campaign spokesman here. It's, I think it's important to note each of those issues that was outlined by the Trump campaign in that statement was thoroughly written about by those three judges in their appeals decision here. And in part of this, tell the part where the judges are all Democrats like you, you lowlife scumbag bust out who doesn't want to pay back his student debt. Say it, you liar. I think it's important to pick out from the appeals court decision, in which they write former President Trump's stance would collapse our system of separated powers by placing the president beyond the reach of all three branches. Of course, this is not just about the federal election interference charges against Donald Trump, but also the potential use of the Oval Office by presidents in the future. Of course, Donald Trump is running for the nomination again. He has talked about being dictator for a day. He has talked about the uh, the strengths of having a strong man running a country in so the decision here by the see that's the new mantra trump's going to be a dictator for a day you know who has immunity the democrat vice president because we have by his own words an admission of the manipulation of a policy passed by congress signed by barack who likes some big and round where joe biden says he will not give the money until the prosecutor's fired. you have that on tape reporter who doesn't want to pay his own loans bust out scumbag democrat you have it, but you don't want to talk about that. So you know where the real immunity lies? In the Barack Obama administration. Because we all know he's crooked. And in the meantime, you want me to believe this is a coincidence? I'm wearing my Ukraine tie, my Ukraine pin, which I've been wearing because they're, they're in dire straits right now defending themselves against the... Well, they've been stealing from us since you were vice president and could figure out how to tie your own shoes without an A and B on the laces, scumbag. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560.
The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Rubber Man Man! Nice going, squirrel! It made me think it's Friday. Love this song. Where's the clip, squirrel? Where Joe Biden admits in steering a Congress-passed bill signed by the then-president of the United States, where he admits steering that policy for self-enrichment. Where is it? Is it this one? The wife of a Ukrainian politician has been caught allegedly smuggling $28 million and 1.3 million euros in cash. Nah, it's not that one. Is it this one? President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. It was released by an American investigative journalist, Seymour Hirsch. He says Zelensky and his team have embezzled about $400 million. Nah, it's not that one. Is it this one? Where the devil's cousin admits to setting up scams before the fall of the Soviet Union? Set up a foundation in Ukraine before Ukraine became independent of uh, Russia. Um, And the foundation has been uh, functioning ever since. There is one person who was very deeply involved in Ukraine, uh, and and that's Biden. And then they crapped the bill. With the help of the Republicans, that gives them another, another $68 billion. You got $128 billion. Now you're going to get more than the Marine Corps budget. Right, scumbags? Convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the, Who got the loans, 12th, squirrel? 13th time Who got the loan? to Kiev. And, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from... Uh, Yatsenyuk, that they, they would take action on? against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to press conference. Said, "No, nah, I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." <laughs> I said, "I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars." I said, "You're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here." And I think it was what six hours. I looked. I said, "I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money." Well, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid at the time. An admission well, this- of corruption. Admission. Then Yatsen, you put his pants on and you all went home and cashed checks. Scum. Corey Woodlawn. Hey, Bre- hey uh, Sean, I do want to mention this about Brandon Johnson. If you ever watched The Gremlins, you saw how the Mark yes. White turns into The Gremlin. He looks exactly like Stripe. A greedy, out-of-control individual that can't control himself. <laughs> I don't get the full hawk, man. I think he gets that cut at Second City. But go ahead. Yeah, that's all I wanted to say, Sean. Thanks. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. I like that. We'll comment on Brandon Johnson. Let's go with uh, Debbie. Debbie, Portage, Indiana. Yes. Uh, Sunday night I was sitting in my living room and my phone went off, and uh, it was a court reminder for, uh, you know, to appear in court. What'd Otherwise, you do? Uh, were you speeding? Nothing. Driving without a shirt on? What were you doing? <laughs> Nothing? Uh, it, it pertained to a traffic ticket, and what they did, uh, they matched my phone number uh, with a case that belonged to a, uh, a male person. Oh, well, Debbie, here's what you do. You, you, you tell them that a CPS student carjacked you and to send it to the teachers' union. They'll pay all the tickets. Uh, Peter in Chicago. Peter? Hello. Hi, Peter. Yes, I'm here. So I was talking to, to a friend of mine uh, that lives uh, in Poland. 
Poland was supplying large amount of free food for Ukraine. And guess what? Where the food end up? End up in the grocery stores. So they stole the food that was uh, given for free to the to Ukrainians, and somebody stole it and they're selling the grocery stores right now. I was reading a thing how the Ukrainian oligarchs or, or the high end Ukrainians who who went to Poland. They're causing a big problem with uh, driving up the costs of housing because they're flooding the, the, the luxury housing market. They're buying the they're bringing the money they're stealing in Ukraine. They're buying all the all fancy cars and the people in Poland are getting taxed because they're giving them the kind of things you're talking about. Is that what's going on there? Yep. Yeah. And you know, we'll never find out more about money. It? You know who will never find out about it, Peter? Americans. Because the American media is protecting the Leviathan of corruption known as our gangster government. Thank you, Peter. See, Peter understands it. Because you could tell he left a former totalitarian hellhole. That's why those are those people are the best Americans that there are. Absolutely. It isn't the legacy Chicago Democrat voter who would vote for, for this moron mayor and every one of these aldermen, just like the ones in New York. And it doesn't seem to matter. Bay allegedly demanded over $2 million in bribe money from contractors in exchange for giving out over $13 million of work on NYCHA buildings. And if the contractors didn't pay up, the defendants wouldn't give them the work. Now, you know what they need, Squirrel? Because they can't get the money back because the fix is in with their fraud Democrat judges. They need a federal bailout. So once again... The people, the good people who bust their ass will bail out the thieving rat Democrats. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little My next guest is... Somebody who I always look forward to talking to. I've been reading her stuff for 15 years, over 15 years. You can find her stuff published in Newsmax, The Blaze, The Washington Times, Washington Examiner, and Heritage, among others. She's also a best-selling author of Socialists Don't Sleep and Lockdown. She's host of Bold and Blunt podcast for The Washington Times. She's also an online opinion editor. And today she um, she solidifies my opinion of how everybody that knows her should be proud of her she's the eternal optimist she is cheryl chumley how are you cheryl (laughs) i'm doing great thank you for having me you know cheryl i love this because this is something i would yell at my mother when she was alive i'd yell at her all the time what's wrong with you can't you see things for what they are do you have the audacity to think biden has morals what the hell is going on yeah, that is optimistic, right? Oh, I mean, we, uh, we we know this administration is immoral, but so are all Democrats pretty much nowadays, right? We we can start with that premise and go from there. You know, Cheryl, I grew up in a in a tough neighborhood, but they were honest, wise guys. They never told you they were businessmen or they were sophisticated. They told you, "I am a gangster. You double cross me, you will end up in a trunk." I loved it. They were up front. You know who uh, gave me a much worse feeling than guys in my neighborhood? The first time I met a politician. The very first time I met a Chicago alderman. 
I said, here is a son of a gun that could cut your throat and sit down and eat with that same knife. That's exactly what we're dealing with when we, when we deal with the kind of Democrats that Joe Biden really is. Because this scallywag has been financially prostituting politics for five decades. No one ever asked, how does a lowly bust-out senator on $79,000 a year buy an $800,000 DuPont mansion in 1979? Nobody ever asked it. Yeah, he's pretty good at what he does, right? And it, look, I, I agree with you. Democrats, if they just came out and admitted that they were hard-charging Marxists, right, we could clarify a lot and we can actually deal with some of the problems in America. But part of the problem is Democrats like to pretend that they are Democrats and care for this country. And if you look at what they're do- doing with the borders, it, it just shows that they have really a strategic intent on destroying America. Now, the border is an interesting an interesting vessel to do it in, because really, what's happening on our border, it isn't like when, when I was a kid in the 70s. These aren't people who are, who are truly fleeing political oppression and political corruption. What you have now is an open floodline of expressways of drugs. You have bad people who have bad intentions, from sex trafficking to people who are ideological subversives of our nation's principles, and they're all streaming through the border. And these are all of the countries and all of the places that have paid Joe Biden since he was a senator, all the way through his vice presidency and now. And I, you know why it doesn't take effect? Because the Democrats know it's a mafia, Cheryl. That's my opinion. I'm, I lived with it my whole life. I speak low-life Chicago Democrat. They know it's a rigged game, and they want in on it. What do you say? Well, look, just look at what Elon Musk just tweeted, right? And now how the Democrats are coming out and attacking him about Tesla, for crying out loud. So he tweeted the quiet part out loud. He said the Democrats' end game with their open borders is basically to bring in the next batch, the, the next generation of Democrat voters to the point where it becomes a one-party system in America. And now the Democrats are up in arms and they're up, up, you know, they're all kinds of upset at Elon Musk, but all he did was speak the truth, and we all know this. We all know this is the Democrats' end game. And, the, the, you know, it's been known for decades that failure is the goal. After all, failure in this country gets bailed out. We're a country that ideologically made a 180. It was 40, 50 years ago we started to sacrifice the strong, sacrifice the good in the name of the bad. And this is the cancer that destroys all countries. This is the plot of the ideological Marxists to plant this acorn of real immorality, for lack of a better phrase, because you are constantly going to penalize the good in the name of the bad once your country makes that ideological flip to government supremacy. And we've done it, and it's destroyed everything it's ever touched from other countries to once great cities like my very own Chicago. And I'm wondering, do you think there's still enough decent people to push it back? Because you, here's the other problem. You're never going to push it back from these areas. New York, New Jersey, Chicago, they have accepted it for a millennium. It's a hundred years that they've done this in these cities. Do you still think that we can push it back from the other places where it's fairly new, but really having tolls like California? 
Well, I have to say yes, because you introduced me as an optimist, right? So I'm mm-hmm. kind of boxed in on that answer. So let, right. me, let me go with that. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I do believe, yes, if you look at the LGBTQ crazy that's going on out there, we would have tipped the, we would have tipped the scales into lunacy as a nation if there were no pushback on that. But look at all the pushback. So that's indicative of a nation that still cares deeply about truth and about sanity, because for a, a group of people to believe that a boy can be a girl simply by wishing to become a girl and then expect that everybody play along with that deception and lie is just lunatic fringe. But we have so many people out there who are fighting this evil right now that that is really, in the end, a sign of optimism. You know, there's also a clause in our, in our, in our founding documents that I think people have missed for years. They call us the United States, but we're really not united. We're extorted, right? And if you talk about secession or you talk about irreconcilable differences, uh, the country already has unleashed the military on citizens, and it could probably do it again easily. And I'm wondering, uh, in this kind of chaotic environment where you have such sophomoric arguments like the one you just articulated, in my own home state, there's a big promotion to continue down this path of letting men pretend they're women and beat the hell out of them in sports from the time they're in high school all the way up until they're old people. Uh, so the Democrat areas are not pushing back. They're doubling down. And the more radical the Congress people, the more radical the senators in Chicago, Illinois, and, 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 and New York, New York, and all the rest of it, they win. I'm wondering, um, could you just say at a certain point, look, you guys are an um, absolute mess, and you can't exist because you've devolved into third world nations as you see these crime rates parabolic increase in in third world carjackings they're robbing people at the, in the street in the middle of the day in the middle of the night all over can we separate from them because to me that's the only answer these are irreconcilable difference and this this cancer of morality this cancer of conscience you cannot combat with arguments of fact because they're immune to it well, it is interesting that you talk about secession because it's true that in this country we're supposed to have states' rights. Right? It's the amendment, and it's supposed to be the states that are actually the stronger power of government over the federal. And the federal is supposed to have limited powers, such as listed in the Constitution, which is about a 10-minute read that the members of Congress then turn into this massive uh, battle in the courts, right, to interpret it. But realistically speaking, if we went by the Constitution and had states' rights, then Republican-run states would be the places of refuge for the sane left in America, and the Democrats would be left for to feed off themselves, right? We saw a little bit of that during COVID when everybody fled to Florida, right? But in the end, what it's going to come down to is just people pushing back on the insanity and to keep pushing because these people, you can't logically persuade them of their insanity. They have to be beaten down until, and I don't mean that physically, but they have to be beaten down until their voices are silent. Yeah, I was distracted. My flip-flop was flopping around because I'm one of those persons, and I still to this day help people do that. I think it's even more prominent now than it was during COVID because we're at the tipping point economically, financially. These areas are completely and totally bankrupt, completely and totally corrupt. I'm sure you saw the case of the New York Housing Authority that just had a massive uh, uh, arrest of 70 participants, 70 employees of the state. This is something that decent people are, are not able to deny anymore in these legacy Democrat hellholes, once great cities. And I'm wondering if you think 
do you think it's slowing of good people leaving or planning to? From one state to another, the, yeah. the good people leave. Well, I think more people are paying attention that what's going on in their own state is not necessarily taking part in other states. And I think the abortion issue really highlights the division among Republican controlled versus democrat controlled states and to a certain extent the covid crackdowns which states were safe to live in and still live as a free citizen and which states were the nutcases like what was it michigan with gretchen whitmer and so forth so yeah i think some people are actually moving into freer areas because they're recognizing that democrats have gone off the deep end and to live under their authority under their government just guarantees no freedoms What I saw in Chicago is um, once people derive their sustenance from government, they become step and fetch willing slaves. And they really they either disconnect and don't vote or they just stop pushing back. When you see what this is happening under Bidenomics and the absolute bald face lies, I mean, the bald face lies economically. And you see the lies of our government in such such a, a data as employment numbers, as more and more people are cast into welfare. We've never had more people on welfare in the history of welfare, in the history of accounting. Yet we're still told that this economy is booming. Private sector is shrinking every single day. So that translates in my mind to more and more people being closer and closer to welfare. Isn't that the obvious plan of the Biden administration and the Democrats writ large? That's their plan, to get people on welfare so you could Chicago America. What do you think? Well, In that regard, this certainly is the third term of the Barack Obama presidency, right? Because Barack Obama, if you recall, was the food stamp president. He wore that label proudly because under him, we saw more Americans on food stamps and certain government assistance programs than ever before in history. And here we are in Joe Biden's administration, which, by the way, ties into the open borders, right? They open the borders, let in these illegals, put them in houses and public school systems as far away as New York and expect taxpayers to pay for them. And you're right. That causes this sort of system in the future where those people are reliant on the government for their sustenance. And that's how they vote. I'm I'm looking at your book, Socialists Don't Sleep. And it's, uh, you know, it's fascinating because if you were to know that what Illinois is doing as a state now that they've they've hired a trust fund baby whose name is synonymous with Chicago Democrat corruption, his name is Pritzker. And uh, if you ever saw him, he looks like a beanbag with a pumpkin on it. I mean, it's amazing anybody would vote for him. He, he can't tie his own shoes. But the reality is he just raised quietly uh, at the first of the year uh, corporate tax to the second highest in the nation. So Illinois is an extremely heavily taxed, multi-layer tax state. And it's 9.5% now. I mean, it's approaching insurmountable figures for small business people. So small business people leave. If you were to, in your book, research the schematic of how to destroy the idea of private small business, could you could you write it any better or find Karl Marx that wrote it any better than the way in which these once great states like Illinois, New York, and New Jersey, and all the rest of it, are, are, are continuing to double down on stupid and tax the smaller and smaller group more and more? Yeah, you know, you combine that with the disappearance of America's great manufacturing sector, right? The the producers, the creators of the world. And not only do you do you get rid of all those good paying skilled labor jobs, right? And put good people out of work in in 
in uh, in positions of having to take more from the government, but you create this mentality of victimhood and and you drive out the creativity and ingenuity that makes America great. So, yes, to your question, the disappearance of the middle class and the elevation of the, the elites versus the 95% lower class is basically a Marxist principle, right? Get rid of the middle class and then pit the lower classes against themselves, fighting for the scraps that the one percenters leave. I mean, all these idiots had to do was talk to their neighbor that fled the Soviet Union or Cuba to figure it out. Because when they keep saying equity, what they mean is equity, equity and poverty, equity and hopelessness. There's where you're all equal. The citizens of Havana are equal. Just ask them. And this is really sickening. That's why I'm trying to inspire you to write about Chicago. It's fascinating. You could name it the triple C's because the only thing growing is the Chinese Communist Party is getting a $8 billion money laundering grant to open up a Chinese battery company where the, the company itself called Goshen is directly linked to the Chinese military. So now Illinoisans will be for once following a dress code and they won't look like bums from this show Shameless. What do you think of that? Oh, wow. Well, you know, combine that, right, with the farmland that China's buying up and, and with Bill Gates on board, too, right, which is really yeah. very little difference between China. And America's headed down this path of peril. I mean, how else yeah. to sell it? Yeah, I can't figure out, though. They got those. They got the masseuses, right? They, they got the, the women that paint their face and they make you feel good about being a man. You know, <laughs> maybe there's an upside to that. In the meantime, Cheryl Chumley, I love the fact that you make time for me. And I love the fact that you are the eternal optimist and put the name Biden and moral duty in one sentence. Fascinating. <laughs> Thank you, Cheryl Chumley. Thank you very much. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free. On the Sean Thompson Show, on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It sounds like the prayers the massage girls are going to give at J.B. Pritzker. Could you imagine? See his snowman body on a table? Oh! Who got the short straw for that? Lynn Inverness. Hey, Sean. My boyfriend and I listen to you all the time. You tell we him agree I love with your him. opinions and Thank analysis of, of our current disgraceful president and government, and you say exactly what we think and feel. My okay. one question is, when can we see you on your own television show? Is there any chance <laughs> of you getting on the... Can you imagine that? I, I don't know. I have yeah. no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. It's going to take a brave man. Uh, we have you know, no one out there like you. Oh, TV. thank you. That's a wonderful compliment. Yeah. That means the world to me. Well, I still can't believe they let me do it on radio. I still can't believe they let me yeah. do this. And that's why, you know, I work a lot. Well, and my wife gets that. My wife gets mad at me. She's like, what? what are you doing? I said, listen, the way I do radio, this could end at any minute, any second. But thank you, Lynn. I'll uh, get oh, you in welcome. contact with my agent, who I don't have. Uh, Anthony. Finally, somebody calls about it. Yes, You're going to sing happy birthday? To Ronald Reagan. He'd be 113 years old today. And boy, we need him. You know, he said 60 years ago that we want public officials to represent us because, because we want them to represent us what we know is morally right in our hearts. And we don't have that, especially in the Democratic Party. They're evil. They want to destroy this good country. And in order to do that, I, I want to put out a plug to all of ours. The important thing to do is to fight voter fraud. Apply 
everybody should apply for an application for a permanent vote-by-mail status and then go and vote in person anyway. That's the way to do it because that's what the Democrats are doing. Well, I'll tell you what, Anthony, the way that this is going to go down, and if you've, 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 these are people that have been robbing the public purse their entire career. Their entire career. That story in New York City, that is a window into exactly how these Democrat sewers keep perpetrating the crime that is public policy. And now expand it on foreign policy. All you need now is a distraction. And that little news story that got out on some small New York station will be squashed nationwide. I mean, after all, we're bombing in the Middle East. See, that's what this is all about. I mean, nobody really thinks that uh, they're doing anything. After all, can they tell you if they've... Did you, did you kill anybody? Can you please tell us, did any Iranians die in the attacks on Friday? Uh, so, Laura, as I understand it, uh, CENTCOM is continuing to assess, um, but initial indications are uh, we're not aware of any Iranians killed. But again, we'll continue to analyze, and as we have updates, we'll let you How know. How much money did you flush down the turlet, blowing up camels and whatnot? How much money did you idiots waste? In the meantime, it's not about that at all. It's about distracting you from the fact that we have a crook, a thief, who's been robbing you for five decades. But if the bill fails, I want to be absolutely clear about something. The American people are going to know why it failed. I'll be taking this issue to the country. And the voters are going to know that it's not just a moment. Just at the moment, we're going to secure the border and fund these other programs. Trump and the MAGA Republicans said no. Because they're afraid of Donald Trump. <sighs> yeah, but you can't walk anymore. That's why you use the short stairs. Your president short stairs. You can't walk anymore. You look like a drunk baby on wet grass. In the meantime, I don't know what is keeping you upright. Is it formaldehyde, Viagra, Starbucks? Maybe you could endorse some of those products. Afraid of Donald Trump. Every day between now and November, the American people are going to know that the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. It's time for Republicans in the Congress to show a little courage, to show a little spine. And you know, that's another thing. Every one of these fraud congressmen, from Speaker uh, Johnson, useless and feckless fraud, all the way around, they all know Joe Biden is incapable, is unfit. They know that he cannot handle the job. They also know he can't be a Walmart greeter. In the meantime, what can he do? He can become a liaison of corruption because under the Biden administration, trillions upon trillions are being misappropriated and nobody seems to care. To make it clear to the American people that you work for them, not for anyone else. You've never worked for anybody except some thieving rat mafia guys. That's all you've ever worked for. And some communists, some oligarchs. In the meantime, why are we still giving money to China? Why is Janet Yellen? Manhands, why is she promoting investments in the only communist nation that is open and notorious in slavery and killing its own people? Why do we want to? Is there a national purpose in encouraging Americans to invest in Chinese equities that you're aware of? Because I'm not. Well, I mean, in general, I think our, the view has been that both inward and outward investment are. Econ- oh, don't say inward and outward. Do you know, Squirrel? She can't walk through a Menards or a Home Depot or any lumber yard in the country, Squirrel. Economically beneficial. It, there's certainly I, I, I want to move on cases. to another issue. There but can it, be cases encouraging for, the building of the Chinese economy is not thought by most members of Congress to be a good use of, of federal funds. Now, she 
is giving money and allocating money to hedge funds that are perpetrating this crime on the American people. And at the same time, they're firing American workers. So how do you keep the fraud going? Well, you have to spend more money because this is a Ponzi scheme. That's why no one talks about the debt when this bald face fossil of a human being openly lies about any economic so-called success of Bidenomics, also known as feudalism. Well, I think it's critically important that um, the U.S. Um, be on a fiscally sustainable path. And pre- Hey, hey, man hands. We've never, ever even thought we could have a thirty-four trillion two hundred and eight billion eight hundred and ninety-three million accumulating one point two billion an hour debt, and that's what you've done, Fetzo. President Biden has put forward a series of budget proposals, um, most Spending recently, proposals. no, and also tax proposals and invest. We're going to spend and tax our way into prosperity. It's going to be like the Soviet Union, the USSA, under crooked Democrats. Brian in Wheatfield. Thanks for taking my call. I'm out in California this week for work, and I was watching Fresno local news. And Denver is shipping migrants to Fresno. And when the people in Fresno asked, the Denver officials, why are you doing that? And they said, well, we're not forcing them. They just, we just ask them where they want to go, and we put them on a bus there. So uh, I just thought that was kind of funny. You know what else, Brian? Who's picking up the ticket? Did you see they caught the, uh, the low-life third-world scumbags who kicked the hell out of the New York coppers? They caught them in Arizona or Vegas or something? How'd they get there? Who's no. picking up the tab? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You better get it's to just, work. It's never-ending. You better get to work, Brian, because you're paying a lot for this. In the meantime, how's it going with the floods? I keep hearing climate change. Does anybody want to talk about 1862? How about that scam in in California? As they let the water that they need because they're in a drought because of their own stupidity just run right back into the ocean, not even a plan for saving it for drinking or Californians, right? No, and this is a beautiful, beautiful state. It's too bad what they've done to it. Yeah, which goes to show you they can ruin anything. Just ask the Cubans. Thank you very much. In the meantime, you know what I'm talking about, Squirrel? I want to go home. This is not California. We have climate change. It's never been like this. You think this moron, this screaming Mimi, I want to go home. Well, get your lazy ass in a bus and go home because this has been happening to California since people have been there. If history is any indication, California's due for a flood of biblical proportions. That state's last mega flood is actually known as the Great Flood of 1862, and the next one could occur sooner rather than later. I mean, that was five months ago. You see, some people know how to read. Granted, they're not Democrats. On this day, 161 years ago, there began a very bad and no good time for Sacramento. Because on December 9th, 1861, this began to happen. It started raining very hard, and shortly the water filled the streets. That's J and 4th Streets. Do you know how long it rained, Squirrel? How many days in a row? Torrential downpour. Just take a guess. It's very biblical. And for the next more than 40 days, it (gasps) rained and rained and rained, causing the worst flood in recorded history in Sacramento and throughout California. That's K Street. People were rowing their boats on K Street. Rowing their boats. And here today, we have the screaming memes. It's the end of the world. I want to go home. 
This is not California. We have climate change. It's never been like this. Boy, did her husband go out for a pack of Marlboros and never come back. Uh, Tony, Riverside. Sean, so I'm wondering, we got to start a campaign, and my campaign suggestion is, do you remember Spencer's Gifts? They used to have where you could go in, you could buy, like, a oh, yeah, yeah, male yeah, organ. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They were in the, the malls in, 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 uh, in North Riverside before you got robbed and raped and pillaged. Yes. You couldn't, exactly. So I want to start, I want, I want all of your listening people here, like, we got to start sending, you know, a pair of balls to, like, Mitch McConnell, James Lankford, yeah. you know, just a subtle yeah. message. I got $10, like, says they end up in his drink. Be careful. You think you're going to insult him? You'll just be answering his prayers. Thank you very much. Wouldn't it be much. funny, though? Uh, for me and you, but for them, it'd just be laughing at us like always. Thank you very much. That's the other thing. They're laughing at us. Laughing! They got you right where they want. You got this smarmy son of a dog, Chuck Schumer, raking it in. By the way, he took $2.5 million from Donald Trump. Now he hates him. Here, I'll give you five. Will you like me again, whore? Ron in Chicago. Ron? All right. Yo, hey, Sean. How are you? Hey, did you read that bill? Uh, no, I, I didn't go through it specifically. I stopped at the part where it said that the uh, the border gets $1.8 billion and everybody else gets yeah. 60 and 50 yeah, there's, and there's, 40 There's two things in that you got to look for. First one is all the court cases and all the legal precedences that have to do with the border – have to be heard in Washington, D.C. only. <laughs> Second oh, part, yeah. yeah. Second like, part is there's a, that, that number of, uh, of legal mem- uh, immigrants that they're allowed to have come through uh, every uh, year or month or whatever it is. It does not apply to anyone who is not from one of the countries that is contiguous to the United States. So ooh. anybody outside of Mexico so and say China, Canada... Yeah. Does not apply. Nice. See, that's what I love about a guy that could read. Ron, thank you for enlightening us. Figures. That's why the, the bills are hundreds, then thousands. And they're all written by smarmy lawyers. You know, like this one, who never really practiced. After all, why would you go to work as a lawyer? You'd have to put your clothes on, and you couldn't molest your interns, and you'd have to show up for work. In the meantime, you just linger around, and you're worth what? A thousand times more than an honest lawyer? I know who I work for. I work for the American people. Almost like this. We have to remember who in God's name we are. (coughs) We're the United States of America. Sounds great. Like a man. In the meantime, nobody wants to ask, how does a guy who never made more than a senator's salary, ever, how does he have five real estate holdings worth $20 million? How? It's a mathematical impossibility. But then again... So is the ability to make two hammers stink at the same time. Right, Paul Pelosi? Mario, around Lake. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Wonderful. Well, you uh, brought up uh, an issue with my father and my grandfather. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, well, I don't want to insult you because you made a, a comment about shoveling snow for your mom. So I don't know about your father. Yeah. All right. So the comment that uh, I want to make about that, you know, with these uh, welfare-seeking, snap guard, wanting Democrats, well, I would like you to use the word Democrats now, if you would. 
I if you remember. I think, I, I think the thing that we have to focus on, Mario, is what they did is they turned that word into an admission of a, of a crime syndicate. So I want to I make yeah, them wear that absolutely. word. Yeah. Now, my dad grew up on the northwest side of Chicago. You know, he's yeah. a tough guy, and he knows the uh, mafia highway you grew up on, yeah. as I was told. And uh, all those, you know, those tough guys that tell you what they are, like you say. Yeah. You know, those scumbags. But they're, you know, they'll tell you what they do. Honest and, crooks. You know what the yes. mafia did? Yeah. Well, well, you know what the mafia, no, no. You know what they did? They huh. went from the mafia straight into uh, politics. That's what they did. They went from the mafia into our Chicago, and now they gerrymandered all these districts to be mafia guys that are in charge of our freaking politics, man. Well, but I'll tell you, what, I'll tell you say, what, Mario, there's a very interesting book that talks about Chicago uh, organized crime, and it's real interesting what the difference between the Italian gangsters and the Irish gangsters. And the problem is, well, not everybody did that. Not everybody did that. And the Irish guys were far better at it. And now their, their descendants uh, are still evading prison and practicing more gangsterism than their ancestors ever did. Thank you very much, That's Mario. That's great, Sean. So, hold on. One thing I want to say, Sean, right. is I was a cop, and I never wanted to be... I'm actually a scumbag lawyer, like you say. I never want to be a scumbag lawyer. I was actually a prosecutor. I don't want to say where because people will know who I am. Um, and then the Democrats took over my county, so I left there because there is no fracking way that I would practice under this this cashless bail stuff. So I went private, and then now I I help the working man, but. Mario, let me explain something to you, because I, I don't want you to think that I think that of all lawyers, my best friend is an attorney, and I have numerous people who I love who are attorneys. But what I say is the attorney who understands the principle of our American legal system, and then they vote against that principle by, by voting Democrat, they are the ones who know exactly no what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. The lawyers like you are not the people I'm putting into that pool. And what will save us, ironically, are lawyers who understand the principle of American law to be my shield, not the government's spear, the way you see with the political persecution of Donald Trump in the name of a prosecution. Those are the scumbags, not the good guys. There's always good guys. It's like everything else. There's a third that are actually good, dragging around the other two-thirds. We're the third. 312-642-5600. This is The Sean Thompson Show. Where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Should have told Lynn from Inverness, too. I'm on, well, I'm on Rumble. Uh, boy, look at the board, Squirrel. We got the smartest people. Oh, we have an update in the Mayorkas case. Boy, I, I wish I would have bet on this. Glenn and Oakbrook. Bet, 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 John, bet, bet. first of all, aloha snack bar. Aloha, aloha snack, bar. snack bar. Go ahead. The House vote to impeach Mayorkas failed because we had <laughs> Republicans that, that have no kahunik. Now, you think that's no what kahunik. it is? Here, let me pose this to you. Mayorkas has been a government-connected scumbag way back when Hillary Clinton's brother and Terry McAuliffe had a green energy company. He was selling... Visas for people who committed to invest 500000 What do you think? They audited that branch that sold that? What do you think? 
How much skullduggery and bribery and scams went on? You don't think that Mayorkas was going to get it caught, do you? He didn't get in trouble for that. He got a promotion. You'll be lucky if he's not president by next year. It really. Yeah. All right. Thanks for depressing yourself. I appreciate it. Yeah. I knew what the scam was. They're Democrats. When they get caught with their hand in the cookie jar, promote them. Uh, Joe Schomburg. Hey, how are you? Sean, good to hear you again. You too. Um, just, uh, just a thought. You know, what, what would happen if they, they took the voting rights, voting rights away from the welfare addicts? <laughs> I think you'd turn the country around in about seven minutes. What about you? That's all you need. That's all you I, need. I'm with you. Yeah. And I, by I the way, want to defend, you know, I'm, I'm running it to the seat still if you are. So. By the way, I'm going to tell you right now, that goes for corporate welfare, too. I think if you get corporate welfare, oh, God, yeah. none of you or your shareholders get the vote. See, the fix is there. Do you, do you have the will to implement it? But judging by our once great cities that now represent ghettos in El Salvador, I say no. All right, we'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a time for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. We are in the middle of World War III, whether you're being told that by the government and so-called reporters or not. The fact is, we are in the middle of World War III. The one thing to remember is we could not have been harmed by foreign enemies the way in which our own government has harmed our infrastructure, has bankrupted us, and what appears to be infiltrated us. This is all at the hands of politicians. It wasn't always this way. In fact, when the autopsy of the great fall of the American empire is done, they will point to a time in American history when things were on an upswing. It was called the 80s. That's when my first heard my next guest's name, 1987. He was appointed by then President Ronald Reagan to become the Assistant Secretary of Defense for the International Security Policy. Since then, he has become the founder of the and executive chairman of the Center for Security Policy. He is Frank Gaffney. Frank Gaffney, how are you, my friend? Well, the better for being back with you, Sean. It's a therapy. Yeah, well, I thank you. I appreciate that very much. Been called a lot of things, but therapist, that's the first time. In the meantime, one thing I understand is exactly what's happening. We've been subverted from within. Joe Biden and many, many political whores are assets of Xi Jinping and the Chinese Communist Party. As you see now, reporters pick up on the fact that we have Chinese nationals, communists, in our country who are being in educated on how to get here from TikTok, a Chinese company. Is there any indication in your mind that the American government is not aware of this, let alone partners? None whatsoever. And that explains it, it, why know, my orcas, the some, impeachment of my orcas failed. Yeah. yeah. Some aspects of the U.S. government um, are, you know, actually saying publicly what you just said. Uh, I mean, I think the FBI has uh, been making that warning occasionally. But um, the, the, the problem is that the guy who runs, nominally at least, runs yeah. the United States government is, uh, as my friend and colleague Sam Faddis of 
career central intelligence undercover operative likes to say, a, quote, controlled asset of the Chinese Communist Party, unquote. So he's he's working for the guys who are not only bringing us TikTok, but weaponizing it against us. Now, the name Mayorkas, who just uh, was saved once again by the incompetent and the corrupt, uh, who is in a very important position in our government, he's been riddled to scandal and the allegations of subversion before. In fact, it was uh, in collaboration with Terry McAuliffe, and the Duchess of Chaffington, as I call her, she's more formally known as Hillary Clinton's brother, in a green energy skin scam that was tied directly to Chinese Communist Party members buying green cards because they had that then when you when you said you were going to give 500000 or invest that they gave you a businessman's green card. It's a way to circumvent our immigration laws back in the, in the 90s, early 2000s. He's tied to it. And the penalty was a promotion. He's the DHS secretary now. How bad do you have to fail before there are consequences in the Democrat-run governments? Well, they, the problem is they don't see it as failing. Yeah. They see him as doing his job brilliantly. His job is to carry out the executive direction of the Marxists. Uh, I mentioned Joe Biden, but, you know, there's a there's a cohort of Marxists, I believe Barack Obama is among them, who are actually running the government of the United States at the moment. And this is all by design, what they're doing to the border. As you know, Sean, this is yeah. this is not malfeasance, this is not incompetence. This is purposeful destruction of what was once the frontier of our country. And necessarily one that we have to have to uh, to protect us from invasion. And, of course, that's what's going on at the moment is an invasion. 94 executive orders within 80 days is what Joe Biden signed. Uh, the first five, truly detrimental, but in the first five was the reversal of the Trump administration, border security policies that made our... Forget about the country prosperous, because that's always the goal of the Democrat, is to not be prosperous. It's within bankruptcy is their strength. But more importantly, this idea that we have massively increased revenue to the Sinaloa cartels, to MS-13, to some real bad people. I had a clip yesterday of a Sicario in California who admits to killing 150 people. You know, being from Chicago, it was always fascinating to me. Every housewife in the suburbs knew where to go buy her fix for the morning after her husband went to work, but none of the government knew where to do it. I mean, at a certain point, you have to start to suspect that the government is in bed with the cartels at this level. I'm wondering, do you often think that? I mean, I know you have a, a very integral knowledge of exactly the inner workings of our government, but this is way beyond stupid. This is way beyond we just don't know. I think they're cohorts with the cartels. And uh, what should what should deter me from that belief? Oh, I can't think of a thing. It, it, look, <laughs> Joe Biden has, as we now know, um, rarely, if ever, missed an opportunity to make money through illegal means where necessary. And it would astonish me, honestly, if uh, Team Biden, Hunter at a minimum, and maybe brothers or others, grandchildren, yeah. um, are profiting 
from the billions of dollars that are being made every week by the cartels as a result of the policy changes that you just described. Uh, How could it be otherwise? Well, one thing's for certain. Mine is an allegation through my extensive research into all kinds of skullduggery our government's been participating in for decades. But one thing we know for sure, it's not an allegation, it's a fact. Middle Eastern theocrats, Middle Eastern heads of everything from the Taliban to Hamas to whatever the flavor of the month is for their terrorist organizations are, in fact, in bed with the Sinaloas, with the new generation cartel, with cartels, and they are all profiting from this. It is the main way they have been running heroin for decades, decades. And yet here we are bombing the fracking desert where the Pentagon official, when asked by a reporter who doesn't want to pay her student loans, do you have any confirmed casualties? You've dropped bombs for four days. Have you killed any Iranians? And he says, no. So what the hell are they doing? They're going through a theatrical exercise um, to what about try the climate, to persuade Frank the American climate. people. Well, there's that. We'll get to that. But, but, Sean, just to stay with this subject, which is really important, they want the American people to believe that an enemy nation that attacks our people, in some cases murderously, over a hundred times, I've lost track of the count now, I think it's well above a hundred now, cannot do so without being subjected to some kind of cost. And the cost, it turns out, that the Biden administration, which is slavishly submitting to the Iranian mullahs, has come up with is that they will destroy empty buildings, empty because they have given forewarning in some cases for days, including, as I understand it, uh, telling them when airplanes have been launched to strike those empty buildings. Um, (laughs) You know, you don't kill people when you go to those lengths. And that's the whole purpose, of course, is not to inflame, not to offend, not to otherwise um, demonstrate that their whole policy rooted in the idea that Iran should be made more powerful, more capable, even nuclear-armed, honestly, which is happening, by the way. And also, by the way, that they will be treated in those ways at the expense of our ally, Israel, who they are doing, the Biden administration, everything they possibly can. A a friend of mine who actually hails from Chicago, uh, one of your best products, I would argue, uh, by the name of Carolyn Glick. Uh, She made Elliot Israel years ago, but uh, she probably hails from Chicago. And Hmm. she has done a magnificent piece, Sean, that I strongly encourage all of your listeners to take a look at. It's at uh, the Jewish News Syndicate, where she writes a column, jns.org. It's about the 360-degree assault of the Obama-Biden 3.0 administration, is what I call it, uh, on the Jewish state. It's, It's just unbelievable what we're doing in the name of the American people, not only to undermine, not only to sabotage, but I believe to put in extremis to put in real existential danger our most important ally in the region and arguably in the world. You know, Frank, I remember 
when the government really wanted to stop the bad players. I do. I was a kid, and you were a, a rookie at your job, but I remember it. In the meantime, we are living in an era where if a truck driver sends $605 to his babysitter, the government knows it. I mean, what we're dealing with here are hundreds of billions of dollars, either that's being skimmed from American policy, foreign policy. We now know that the all the Middle East oligarchs, all the players, they're not in Palestine, they're not in Yemen, they're in Qatar. And they live the way Yasser Arafat dreamed of, even though he had a billion three in his checking. These are multi-multi-billionaires. You mean to tell me the government that can nail a truck driver paying his babysitter $605 has no idea where the money is that's going from this destruction of American youth, the, the, the issues of drugs, the, the issues of stealing weapons that we pretend we're giving to Ukraine and the rest of it. There's just no way, because I saw Janet Yellen today on the Capitol talk about how our banking system is now telling the government what people are spending their money on, but we can't find the billions of dollars that's going to Qatar. Does that make sense to you? It actually makes perfect sense because it's a case of uh, seeing what you want to see and not seeing what you don't want to see. Uh, Cognitive dissonance, I think, is the psychologist's term for it. What the Biden team is doing, what Janet Yellen was boasting about, was having the capacity with central bank digital currency to monitor every transaction that any American makes with a digital currency that is now the government's property. And as you've doubtless talked about with others on this program, that is the, uh, well, I think final step towards what the Chinese Communist Party calls the social credit system. Uh, whereby if you play ball, do what the government tells you is the right thinking and the right behavior, um, you will have access to your money. And if you don't, you won't. And even if you do have access to it, you may be subject to certain restrictions. You know, have you eaten too much uh, sweet stuff today? Uh, You won't be able to buy those, you know, treats that you would otherwise buy. And and on and on. I mean, it's unimaginable, but yet that is what these guys are doing. And it's hurtling down the tracks towards us. Yeah, they could start with the Illinois Democrats first. It might do somebody some good. But the reality is to pretend that this is not something that can be solved is where I, I lose my patience with it. Because this is obviously something that could be solved. But the bureaucrats have adopted the mindset of fascists. They're comfortable in stealing the quality of property rights, the quality of the American way of life from the American people. They have become those ideological oligarchs that the Fabian socialists or the Marxists or the communists or the old Soviets dreamt of. And they're doing it in a more thorough manner than those totalitarian totalitarian countries ever could have dreamt of and the only way i see it being corrected is with fresh eyes in a corrupt government that to me is what they're really protecting and what i've come to realize is what we're witnessing i've always called it hollywood for ugly people but what we're witnessing really is not the problem the problem is not the so-called fraud politicians the real problem is the bureaucrats have a mind of a, of, a, of, a, of a fascist overlord themselves, these very nameless bureaucrats that have been occupying these positions of power that are not necessarily in the big ticket agencies that everybody demonizes, 
the NSA, the CIA, and the rest of it. They're in the infrastructure of all of our government, and I think our government needs an enema. How do you properly give it one? Or should I just root for Xi Jinping? No, you definitely should not be rooting for Xi Jinping. But uh, look, let me just get down to one specific example, and and the answer to your question follows from it, I think. Um, You know, if we're talking about the the countless faceless bureaucrats that are burrowed in and are part of a deep state or administrative state or whatever you want to call it, swamp, this is surpassingly hard. But let's just pick one individual. And think for a moment about the role that he's playing on precisely the issue you just asked about. Why is it we're doing nothing to bring to heel the leaders of Hamas operating in Qatar? And I would argue that at least in some measure, that is because we have a Hamas-aligned individual He actually worked for the U.N.'s Relief and Works Agency, UNRWA, which is essentially the U.N.'s funding arm for Hamas in Gaza. Uh, He is now, though, get this, he is now in charge of intelligence on the National Security Council staff. His name is Maher Bitar. And this guy is responsible as a result of being in that role for whatever intelligence information flows into the White House complex, the president and others, and whatever policy direction or other inputs go from the White House anyplace else in the intelligence community. That is a critical node, as they say, and I believe that it contributes mightily to what is being done to help destroy our friends in Israel, as my friend Carolyn Glick has pointed out. It's obvious to me, you know, and, and, and Frank, this was my biggest argument as we were funding the Azov Nazis, pretending we were fighting for Ukraine when we could care less when they were killing their own people for eight years. You know, this is my biggest argument. We have the absolute evidence that Joe Biden and the Obama administration were in collusion with Ihor Kolomoisky and other oligarchs, and that country was always a joke, always the most corrupt. And yet here we are, not only funding it, we're paying their pensions of their work, and they're driving around. I mean, at a certain point, why can't the facts matter anymore? I mean, I'm not suggesting you have to root for rootin' tootin' Putin, but at a certain point, I feel we're behind the wrong horse here. I don't think we should be in the race anyway. But to me, the scandal of Ukraine, Joe Biden admitting to circumvent a Congress policy of a billion-dollar loan guarantee. I still can't get the name of who, who we were guaranteeing the loans for, but I know who it is, Ehor. In the meantime, he admits on stage, I held it back until they fired the prosecutor. We gave it to him. So we're just we're throwing hundreds of billions now. This is serious money. How do we make it stop? Well, I, I have to tell you, I feel terrible about what's happening here because I think the people who are being betrayed in all of this are the people of Ukraine. 400,000, they say, you know, killed. Some, some of them may be, some of them may be corrupt, but I, I believe that the vast majority of them are just trying to eke out, you know, an existence and a life. And they have been betrayed by their government and that government has been enabled by ours. And uh, it makes me sick, not least, I got to tell you, Sean, because I believe we've poured weapons into Ukraine, including, by the way, 
weapons that the Israelis had been promised would be available to them as war reserve stocks um, that were hived off to um, uh, Ukraine because the United States government, I think, wanted to deprive them of the, the, the use of them by the Israelis, much as they're, I think, setting up the South Koreans, by the way, for what will probably be one of Xi Jinping's next acts of arson, which will be on the Korean Peninsula. But here's the kicker. We have sent arms that we probably <laughs> will need ourselves in the event that uh, Xi Jinping comes after us, as I think is in the works. Brother, I think there's even money that we've been on the wrong end of those weapons. I really do. I think those weapons oh, have, been, so? have been hijacked and have been sold. You know, we're dealing with guys that uh, they've, been, they've, been, they've been screwing over their own people who make a Chicago Democrat blush. But in the meantime, if we're going to get the answers, it's going to come from the information that you have and the fight you've been putting up your entire career. Now, I love the fact that you are, uh, you know, the founder and executive chairman of the Center for Security Policy, but I'm not going to, to pretend to know the website address. Give it to me one more time. It's really easy. It's what we do, and it's what we think you want. Securefreedom.org. Love it. He is Frank Gaffney. Thanks for always making time. I appreciate you very much. Thank you. It's a privilege. Thank you, Sean. God bless you. Bye-bye. We'll be back with your calls and comments. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. I enjoy talking to Frank. There's always a question or two you never, you forget to ask, or the conversation goes in a different direction. We just learned during the break, how many, honey bunny? Uh, 32? 32 hostages, 36 hostages that we thought were alive, that they were negotiating for. These inbred, theocrats, savage beasts killed them. So this idea of pretending that there's some sort of equality in war, I think, I think we should put a number on it. You see, when we lost three soldiers, three, I think that's three million Iranian theocrats. That's, how I, that's what I want to put the number on. Because, see, we are the civilized. They are the uncivilized, which is why their areas are slave camps, which is why their women can't read. And if they look the wrong way, they stone them to death and they mutilate their own daughters. See, they're not civilized. They're barbarism, bar- barbarians, and they deserve to be treated like barbarians. So how do you equivocate the life of the civilized against the un? Well, you start with a million and you work backwards from there. Because now that we have, what, 36 wonderful Jewish young people and old people and all kinds, some of whom were probably tortured beyond belief, I think it's time we annihilate 3 million Hamas. Maybe, maybe... Maybe thirty-six million. Let's see. Yeah, maybe that. Joey T. Good afternoon or good evening, Sean. Um, I just wanted to call and commend you and your entire team on putting together these interviews that you've been doing the last few weeks. This gentleman you just finished with, phenomenal. Oh, thank you. And and your questions are top shelf, buddy. Oh. I. I you should have been a CIA agent. I would love to see you across the table from that guy, Bitar. Oh, brother, just, I am so mad they don't have, like, a weekend. See, I, I, like, I like doing the radio. So if they had, like, a leave Friday after the show, back Monday morning, where I could go there and question the guys in Qatar, 
I think we'd have to. I, I think not only would you get me, you get everybody I grew up with. You get all my, na- my old neighbors in Elmwood Park, and I think we could straighten it out in about six months. Joey you T, you probably can. Thank yeah. you so much for keeping us uh, focused. I hope we get our results uh, at election time. But thank you, and yeah. keep up. I love these interviews you're doing. They're phenomenal. Thank, thank you. you, brother. Thank you. What do they call a mullahs? You see one of those mullahs tossed off a roof, flapping around with that dress he's got on. I think you'd straighten some people out. What about you, Cream Puff, Jim? Yeah, I was just thinking about the verdicts. I guess the the judges said that uh, Obama and uh, George Bush, the two uh, living presidents, or Jimmy Carter also, still alive. They, but they can't shoplift their heart's content. That uh, no, no president. Just because you were president doesn't mean you're uh, you you can't shoplift. I mean, you got to if you're shoplifting, you get caught. And the other and the other one is the uh, the, the grand old play took it on the chin in the house today. Three errant uh, grand old play members. I wouldn't uh, vote to... Uh, well, sure, because they're as crooked as Illinois that. Republicans. They're as crooked as Illinois Republicans. Now, here's my favorite part about you. We got you to be excited about the Bush family stealing hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars from the American people, and you believe that a guy from Kenny Bunkport is an oil man. See how easy that was? It's beautiful. And you know who did that to you? Trump, because he had fresh eyes. Trump never was elected to anything except the presidency. And immediately upon being elected, he changed the trajectory of the government corruption. And now the good thing that you see is lifelong Democrat short in the pants, mafia kissing guys like Cream Puff Jim. Now they like the Bushes. You see how easy that was? Just just uh, threatened to disrupt the scam that they're all getting rich on. And you'll see. They're going to pick their favorites. And by the way, whoever they identify as a good Republican, that's how you know. That's confirmation. That's a thieving rat scumbag. Good morning, everyone. My name is Damian Williams, and I'm the U.S. attorney here in the Southern District of New York. Today, I'm announcing the largest single day bribery takedown in the history of the Justice Department. We have brought bribery and extortion charges against 70 current and former employees of the New York City Housing Authority. I wonder if the Chicago Housing Authority is doing the same thing. Probably not. Oh, no. Straight as an arrow. I wonder, did we ever look into that, what was it, 91000 a month for those half-assed wise guys who owned that tainted, chemically infected land where they wanted to put the illegal aliens? You ever look into that? Are we still paying the lease? I wonder, who do those guys, invent, or, or what do they call it, campaign contribute? You know what it's known as Melrose Park, right? Bribery! I wonder who they give the money to as known as NYCHA. As we allege, the 70 defendants charged today allegedly demanded over $2 million in bribe money from contractors. Every single one of them. A Democrat. Every single one of them. Why should they give that up? I mean, they got a good scam going on. By the way, it leaks out into all kinds of entities you'd be shocked at. So, Mr. Richardson, as I understand the National Science Foundation, they take government money and then they dole it out in the form of grants to colleges and universities that then build censorship tools that big tech then relies on so that big tech has an arm's length away from the censorship that's shaping viewpoint. Is that... Let that sink in for a minute. So the, the Science Institute, which is a front for the American corrupt mafia called the government, they dole out grants, and these colleges get to work for free because it's their students. And they're creating computerized ways to censor and track 
You. All for free. And you're paying for it. Man, oh man, that sick, twisted, deprived Karl Marx is laughing from hell. Essentially what you're reporting concludes... Essentially, this Track F program, which was through the Convergence Accelerator program, awarded these $750,000 grants to 12 initial projects. And then six of these continued on to have an additional $5 million in funding. That's a total of $5.7 million. Whoever even heard of this? Most of these. And all they have to do is kick out information the government loves and uses to unconstitutionally surveil its citizens are at universities. Some of them are private companies as well, developing these tools, but they are... You want to know the other sad part, Squirrel? We have to pay their fracking student loans off these bust-out scumbag Marxist sympathizers. Are all... all yeah, and we're going to... And Mr. Isom, I guess my question to you, if, I, if, if you're done texting, um, would be, like, is that okay? See what he did? Because that's a grown man texting his boyfriend. Okay with you? What NSF has done? Turn your mic on, dummy. As a veteran of committee staff, I should uh, know better. Uh, Mr. Gates, I have not had the opportunity to uh, study the report. Okay, okay, well, let me go through some of the grant. By the way, Squirrel, you hear the tone of voice that it's low life? You hear the tone? That's something you never heard in any tavern in Melrose Park or Elmwood Park. Never heard a guy talk to another guy like that, ever request then so the MIT might I finish my sentence well, please me, Mr. I, Gates I, 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 I can just finish the sentence uh, no you were finishing your text earlier I'm going to finish the question so Mr. MIT, Gates just for the MIT record I was asking for the law that governs the rural communities. now this little Sally side saddle he's clicking the microphone oh, oh. give me that 120 life another one squirrel another one Sorry, Florida, you're really susceptible. I'd ask my time to be restored. Yep. Mr. Eisen, Mr. Eisen, the question is, the MIT grant that said that people in rural communities were particularly susceptible to misinformation, do you have an opinion on that? I do have an opinion, Mr. Gates. As you know, there are two texts that are holy to me because... Nobody asked you that. Hey, nerd, you with the wife who thinks orgasm is a planet next to Pluto. Nobody asked you that. Mr. Gates and I have talked before. One is our Torah, oh, our Bible, uh-huh. that I live by. Sure you do. Uh, I'm an uh, uh, observant person. That is a holy text to me, and I have the deepest respect, and I have traveled. In the Torah, I didn't read it, Squirrel. Does it say anything about the government surveilling and misinforming citizens? Does it say anything about fascism in the Torah? Must, I don't know. To those places, I guess Mr. The pro- I guess the problem is... Uh, uh, can, I an- can I please well, finish my answers? The other text that is holy to me is the Constitution. I'm going to go in a tavern next door. I just want somebody to talk to me like this. In my quick review of this report, those are my two holy texts, and I share that with the chairman and others on this. I know that. Uh, In my quick review of the report, it appeared to me that a great deal of the evidence uh, related to legitimate sponsorship of scientific and technological research. Okay, well, let me stop you there, Mr. Eisen, because... You know what that is, Squirrel? That's government speech for we've bribed colleges and students to become the Fourth Reich. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM 560. The answer. 
great TV show. Ironically, making fun. Max Smart was better than any fracking Democrat ever elected. Here's the problem. While you indicate that the Torah and the Constitution are your sacred texts, if Americans indicate online that the Bible and the Constitution are sacred to them, the very grants that are being issued by the NSF would deem those people in a separate and diminished class where no, they would sir. be. Oh, it, it indeed it is precisely in the sir, MIT. I have the materials here. No, sir. I, I would request that the committee release the testimony of Kate Starboard, the University of Washington scientist, the former WNBA player. That wasn't NBA this grant. That, you're talking about a different grant, Mr. Eisen. She yeah. MIT explained. Said, she MIT explained. said that if you're rural. If you're part of a military family, if you view the Bible and the Constitution as sacred, then you're going to be. And you know why they said you're uniquely susceptible to misinformation? Because if you think the Bible and the Constitution are sacred, you might not rely on the expert class. Right. You You see, this is the government supremacy we're guaranteed would never happen. You have the right to your own opinion. In this country, but the fascist pigs, the corrupt government whores who have made millions by stealing in these bills, they don't want you to have that right anymore. It's like the old Soviet Union. You can have your opinion as long as it's ours. You're starting to see what's going on here. And the saddest part of all, we're paying for all of it from the grants to the salary to their fraud pensions. So this side saddle arrogant, lying fraud can pretend to be an expert when he's not even a man. You wouldn't be in Melrose Park. You might not rely on all the folks in D.C. and at all the think tanks, and that's really what people have to rely on. And so when when we're taking government money to go and try to to harm people who have a particular religious view or a particular view on the Constitution, I I would think that in that type of a circumstance, we aren't crying wolf when there's none at the door. Mr. Gates, what you're doing is allowing the Soviet concept to backdoor happen in my country. And it is the only explanation for these political whores who have amassed tens of millions of dollars of personal fortune while bankrupting our nation to the tune of $34.2 trillion and counting. doesn't have to be this way. We just have to give this entire fracking government an enema, and we need fresh eyes. And that's going to come from Donald Trump. Of course, he'll be thrown in jail or, even worse, cheated out of another victory. In the meantime, he lost the vote today, and America lost the Patriot. I think it's time we pay homage to one of the true patriotic Americans who made you feel good about everything. Every time he opened his mouth, may he rest in peace. Cue the music, squirrel. American girls and American guys, we'll always stand up and salute. We'll always recognize when we see old glory flying. There's a lot of men dead. So we can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our head. My daddy served in the army. We lost his right eye, but he flew a flag out in our yard. Till the day that he died, he wanted my mother, my brother, my sister and me to grow up and live happy in the land of the free. Now this nation that I love is falling under. 
big dog will fight when you rattle his cage And you'll be sorry that you mess with the U.S. of A Cause we'll put a boot in your ass, it's a why you stay optimistic because he wasn't just talking about those inbred theocrats he's talking about the enemies here whether they're illegal or not that's why you stay proud because he's talking about everybody who stands opposed to our principles we'll be back in 21 hours three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com